good start to the show on mute how's the form merry christmas to everybody watching hope you have a lovely christmas i've got three wonderful presents first off colin cronin <laughs> secondly brian o'leary and thirdly mark cockerell ladies merry christmas how we doing good very good yeah it's christmas uh, we've got a veritable feast of football uh, we are clearly playing twister uh, um, we, uh, as we move around the board but yeah lots of uh, lots of good um, food to look forward to plenty of drink and lots of good football as well um i'm i'm be taken back by Colm's top but uh, i'm sure i'll get used to it as the show goes on um, a fantastic lineup of of games for this uh, St. Stephen's Day ahead of us. Uh, normally a day that you kind of think about football and horse racing, but the fact that the NFL is on later that evening kind of rounds out a great day and some really significant games in the lineup in terms of who's going to make the playoffs. Brian, you should know by now to have sunglasses at the ready whenever I'm going to be on screen. I thought I, thought I used them earlier today when I was looking at your your photograph from, of the, the dog and the, and the, uh, the tree. <laughs> yeah, gents, Feliz Navidad, Julia Noel, you know, Nolly Connor. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Isn't it great that the big fat red man is is nearly here? Um, Rex Ryan. Colin, well, no, no, I'm not talking about you, Michael. Don't worry. I'm not, not being like that. Oh. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be mean. I'm really not. But, Colin, I have to ask, can you find the what is on that jumper? I can't read what it says. It looks a bit disconcerting. Can you find the... The droids. Okay, that that is that is spectacular. That is spectacular. That's the best way to kick off Christmas, I think. Completely like lost. Completely lost. Normal mark when it comes to any film references. I've no idea what that is that I'm looking at. That's <laughs> presented by uh, Trust Gaming. Presented by Matchbook <laughs> Betting Exchange. <laughs> Matchbook offer at the minute, Irish NFL show code gets you 20 pound 20 euro in free bets at the minute. If not, money back, T's and T's apply, be gamble aware, 18 plus, etc. Uh, just just very quickly in, in regards to that, uh, Boxing Day as well on, on Sunday. Oh, apologies, uh, apologies yeah. to our fans from the north in the UK. In, I, in, I, in I the north. Um, but yeah, here, great, great slate of games. Looking forward. To, I actually like your jumper column. Uh, it looks very festive, unlike mine, which just is orange and coloured in trees. Uh, anyway, two games on Christmas night. How are we all going to pull it to the missus, to the wives, to the significant others, however, that at 9.25 or so on Christmas night, uh, the Green Bay Packers are playing against the Browns. How, how are we going to do it? Are we going to feed them full of turkey all day and pretend that, oh yeah, put the TV on there and let them sleep and then put it on? Or What's the plan? Well, I'll give you two things, Michael. First of all, uh, my wife would meet in Turkey because she's a vegetarian. And second of all, on Stephen's Day is my daughter's fifth birthday. So not only am I um, Santa Claus on Christmas Eve, I'm also then putting decorations on the, the following evening for her birthday and getting the presents wrapped and ready. So it's a double whammy for me, but don't worry, I'll be still watching the Packers. I'm not giving the pick away just yet. I, I'd just like to share with, with all you gentlemen the, the eternal cuddle and game pass move which involves a cuddle while you're watching a film over here, but secretly game pass in the hand. And the phone and an you, you need the TV on. You need it live, uninterrupted, uh, you know, et cetera. I, I agree. Anyway, anyway, let, let's get to the game. This is a great game. Seven and seven Browns need to win a game. That was a great game on Monday night as well. Monday evening, sorry. Um, 
obviously the Raiders get it last minute column, uh, last second field goal. But uh, great game. 11 and three Packers. Do you think they round up and get to 12 on Christmas night? Well, that was, I, I'd say the, the Browns are feeling disgusted with themselves on to have left that one behind on Monday. All the injuries that they had, and yet they were right there and they could have had it and they could be sitting at eight and six on the way to Lambeau. You, you don't want to be going into to Lambeau in mid-December uh, looking for, for a win against the Packers team that have been really uh, uh, outstanding at times this year. Uh, we saw uh, Devontae Adams uh, getting double coverage, triple coverage uh, at times, but the, the Packers still finding a way uh, to get it done against the, the Ravens. Now, uh, Huntley went and dueled with Aaron Rodgers, but ultimately the, the Packers prevailed. Mark has said it uh, contractually. They cannot lose uh, another regular season game under Matt LaFleur. Uh, they lose three. That seems to be uh, how it goes, but they don't lose at Lambeau. And uh, even though they have the NFC North title wrapped up, they will want the, the number one seed. They want everything to, to run through Lambeau. They do not want to be leaving that. So to me, they will be looking to put a marker down. The latest I heard was that Baker Mayfield uh, will not test out of uh, the COVID protocols. It will end on Saturday, so he will very likely have a, have to travel to this game separately. Uh, he will play, but having to travel separately, um, not having had the opportunity to practice, um, I think won't help a situation. And the Brown season, which uh, at one point uh, looked like they were definitely uh, destined for the playoffs, is going to come down to the last couple of games because for me the Packers are moving to twelve and three. Mark called it out on Tuesday's show. Browns win on Monday night, the top of the division. Right now they're sitting at the bottom of the division. That's how competitive that division is. You, you touched on Devontae Adams going up against Denzel Ward, probably one of the, the better players this year for the Browns, cornerback, fourth pick in the 2017 draft. On his day, he can shut down most players, but it's hard to see how he's gonna do that in it with a team that's putting up 30 points plus, you know, four of the last five games, the Packers have put up 30 over 30 points. And you, you wonder where the points are going to come from for the Browns because, you know, even last week, I know it was a different situation with Nick Mullins, but prior to that, when they did have Mayfield, they've only put up 17 and an average 17 points per game. Can't see it. Aaron Rodgers has the highest pass rating in all his career against Cleveland Browns and hasn't been broken since 1950. Packers for me. Yeah, I mean, first of all, huge credit to the Browns, the organisation, the coaching, the players that stepped in for that performance on Monday night. Um, yes, they lost, but to run it so close, given the disruption they'd had to their preparation at various levels of the organisation, various levels of the position, um, was an achievement in itself. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the NFL doesn't do Pyrrhic victories and only really does actual victories. So staying at 500 in that AFC North, staying at 500, given all of the pushing and shoving and jostling that's about to occur for the last few AFC uh, playoff spaces in the wildcard race just isn't good enough. The Browns need this game. There's no doubt about it. But of all the teams to be coming up against, Aaron Rodgers, big primetime game. You know, everyone's watching on Christmas Day. It's at Lambeau. It doesn't get much worse, to be absolutely honest with you. And 
frankly, the Packers, and we talked about it a little bit earlier in the week, are the most complete team in the NFL at the moment. Yes, the special teams looks a little bit of a liability. And yes, we talked about it with Jeff Reinbold only a couple of days ago on the show that the, um, how do I say this nicely, the offensive line is is keeps ticking, even though it's very makeshift. It's maybe one injury away from just being that straw that broke the camel's back when you think of how many people they've lost along the line during the season. Bakhtiari hasn't played at all, Jenkins, Turner, et cetera. Um, it's, it's close, but they can run the ball. Their defense is solid. They've got Aaron Rodgers. They've got Devontae Adams. Um, it's going to be more enough. Green Bay for me all the way. Green Bay. Browns aren't going to win this game. I, what? Come on. Like, they're not going to win this game. What have they done in the last month to suggest they're going to win this game? They've done really, really well against the Raiders on Monday night to take it that far. Even when they got close to the end of the game, they still messed it up. They're not going to Lambo. They're not going to turn it on for 30 seconds like the Bears did a few weeks ago. Like, I mean, seeing the Bears the overnight to see what they're like. Not going to happen with the Browns. I'm, I'm sorry, boys, but the Packers are going to win this comfortably. And I wish it was a closer game because it's Christmas night. We'll all be sleeping by midnight, not me. But, you know what I mean? No. Well, Michael, all I just want to say is, you know, Denzel starred in the film Remember the Titans, but maybe we should all remember the Lions as well. Um, it's it's never beyond the realms of possibility. So maybe the, the ghost of Christmas present um, can haunt Green Bay. Um, the Packers at times this season have struggled against tight ends. David Njoko in Monday's game was, you know, he had a touchdown rule there. He actually had a reasonably good game and the Raiders struggled to hold them down at times. But Chubb, it has to be Chubb. Chubb's, for me, he's the, the X factor here. They need him to have a really strong game. And he hasn't done it of late. You know, he hasn't run to the, what we, in terms of the expectations of what we saw last year. But if they were to get him going, feed the, you know, use the clock, keep it low scoring to a certain extent and, and hang in the game to the fourth quarter, who knows? But you're, you're putting up little reasons, but realistically, do you believe in them? Probably no, unfortunately. Packers are moving on and you know, they're not far away. And the games we've got left after that, Vikings at, Vikings at home, Lions away, number one seed in the oven. And the, yeah, Njoku done well. And the Duke Johnson as well. Uh, Mark, never compare me to Santa ever again. Yeah, because I can do a lot of things in a short amount of time. <laughs> I really wasn't, that, Michael. Is, I really wasn't. I, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Christmas cheer is here for all to... The, the, I'll give share one quick story. The, the only time I've ever done Santa was for a, an office Christmas party after a, a 24 hours of solid drinking. And uh, yeah, Santa's breath probably sent the sleep, kids to sleep after they, they visited the grotto. So that's I, I was never asked to do it again. I can't imagine why. You were never asked to return to the job again either. <laughs> <laughs> when, the, uh, when the NFL looked at each Christmas games months in advance, did they, they well they obviously did they must have thought Let, let's put on some damn good games because at the time the brown we didn't think the browns would be sitting seven and seven but this game is intriguing for me the colts the cardinals eight and six colts after a tremendous performance last weekend against the patriots there's, there's no other way to put it for me going up against a cardinals team column that are coming back from a, a very poor performance against detroit you couldn't really write this it's, it's a great matchup well, it's it'll be an interesting one, and I think if I'm the the Colts and if I'm Jonathan Taylor and I'm looking at a team whose defense ranks 17th against the run, uh, I know 
I know what the game plan might be because you can know it's coming, but you just can't can't seem to to slow Taylor down. And we discussed it with Jeff on Thursday. If the Patriots and Hightower can't get to him, it'll be interesting to see what Vance Joseph can maybe scheme up to endeavor to slow him down. The cards are having, you know, thrown it away in ways against uh, the Rams with crazy penalties. They were just beaten up uh, by the the Lions. And that's uh, not, a, not a great sign that they were never able to get back into it. And they pulled Kyler Murray, um, pro bowler uh, Kyler Murray, uh, <laughs> which definitely um, makes you wonder uh, about the, uh, the pro bowl this year. Um, but I, I would say that again, um, you know, form tends to come into it. And the, I think the, the Colts are going to really want this. The Colts are going to look at it. They're going to have seen, I suppose, at this point, what the, the Titans will have done on Thursday. And they, no matter whether the, the Titans win or lose, the Colts need to win. And I think the momentum is with the Colts. And I think that they, um, they low will be on Jonathan Taylor, and I think he will have enough um, to to carry them through. There are issues with their their O line. Obviously, um, their kind of star center had a family tragedy this week. Don't know if he'll play, but um, I think that his teammates are going to rally round, um, even if uh, he isn't there. And for me, the Colts they are winning this. Yeah, Carlos mentioned the key word this time of the season: momentum. And like where the cards were seven and oh, they've lost four of their last seven. The Colts have won eight of their last 11. Cards have lost three home games in a row. The Colts have won three games on the road in a row. Jonathan Taylor going up against a run and running defense that's been a bit shabby for as Collins alluded to for majority of the season. I know, like, we've seen games in the past where we haven't expected the cards to come back and win games, and it's look they're up there for a good reason. But for me, the Colts team are going in the right direction despite. Wentz, who I felt in the second half last week, didn't play very well. The offensive line played really well last week, which got a stifle that Patriots rush. But I thought in the second half, Wentz was was poor. He, his decision-making was in, incisive. And we see that again in this game. He mightn't get away with it, but I think the Colts with Jonathan Taylor, they have enough there to defence. is probably a little bit underrated in terms of how they're playing at the moment. So for me, great game to have on. I wish it was the earlier game, but um, I might hang around for it. And uh, I think the Colts will win, and we caught him on this. I mean, yeah, Brian, Carson Wentz didn't play bad in the second half. Carson Wentz played bad, just generally. I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice, Mark. What? I was trying to be nice. Are you trying to be nice? <laughs> Christmas um, cheer for the Colts fans. Well, it must be Christmas. Why are you changing the habit of a lifetime? Um, so, no, Carson Wentz is the weak link. Um, you know, if Am Robertson was here, she'd be telling him goodbye um, pretty swiftly. And already... The rumors start about well, what are the Colts going to do a quarterback next season? Because the Colts absolutely could be in play for any number of the big free agent quarterbacks uh, who are doing the rounds, and they've got everything else nicely in place. So if you're an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell, one that you know, these guys, you know, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk about Denver. Why is there not as much talk about uh, India? Because it's definitely been proved that uh, you know Carson Wentz isn't the long term solution. Uh, albeit he's been enough of a solution to make sure he's going to cost the Colts that first round pick, which is going to go to Philly and they're going to end up with three in that regard. Um, but for me, look, the, the real 
story question inherent point here is uh, if I hark back to my Shakespeare and say, but soft, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east and Juliet is the sun. When Romeo was wooing Juliet, she swooned at his feet. And that's what we've got going on in Arizona. They're swooning in the sun because they have lost their last two. They've lost, as Brian said, three of, or O'Connor said, sorry, three of the last four. Um, it is not the direction of travel they want to be going in. And the Colts are the last team they want to be seeing at this point in the season. Um, they seem to be relying last while on just Kyler Murray working some magic. The momentum at the start of the season has gone. They called it last week. This is a bit like the Steelers last year. It seems that the wheels are coming off the wagon at just the wrong time of the season. Yes, they'll make the playoffs, but they need to really get the wheels back on the right wagon. I can't see it happening. I've got the Colts continuing their surge, uh, and therefore I'm picking the Colts to win this game. What a difference a couple of weeks can make. If you told me last Saturday morning that the Colts would be going into this game as favourites, I would have laughed at you. Uh, we were sitting here two weeks ago. Um, like I, mean, I said it. I don't, know if, I don't know if you boys said it, but I, I said like you know, Kyler Murray isn't it great that he's getting some time in the bench to chill out, freshen up, get ready for a big run. It hasn't helped him whatsoever. Like last weekend uh, in Baltimore, there was a reporter sitting beside me, and I'm not going to say what he or she said, but the talk of that team whenever they were getting beat by the Lions was was just unreal. And they didn't get beat by the Lions; they lost thirty to twelve to the Detroit Lions. I don't really need much more. After seeing the heart and the desire from the Colts team last weekend, albeit it was in Indianapolis, this game is going to be in Arizona. I'm taking the Colts. I think I think DeForest Buckner is going to destroy that uh, Cardinals offense on Boxing Day. I'm trying to say St. Stephen's say, but I keep getting them mixed up. But for me, there is an element of you know. Let, let's let's say here. Let's let's hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. You need to see more of that offense for the Colts. But I love. I love the line. We need to get Eric Fisher in the show, Mark. Yeah, at some point over the next few months. But uh, the Colts for me, uh, I actually think comfortably. And I did not think I would say that um, four to six weeks ago. Well, what I would say is when we were in London the first weekend, when we had um, the, the the Orlando one, and we discussed we discussed the Colts, we felt even at one and three going into week five, we felt that there was a team there in the making that could potentially push on and certainly put themselves back in the position to be a wildcard team. And, and right now, I, you know, they're not, look, it looks like the division's probably gone away from them, but at the same time, certainly look like a team that could make waves in the playoffs. And for Kyler Murray, like, is the injury corrected? Is he back to 100%? Last year, he was an average, he was averaging seven and a half yards per rush. And they're not even running it to the extent in which they were last year. And even when he does, he's only getting three yards. You could put that down to defensive scheming against him running the ball, but it just doesn't seem like the same makeup to what we saw last year. At, you know, in terms of the mix and match of run game, him running, and then obviously the throw. Yeah, My, Michael, I'm, I'm going to try something which will confuse Brian O'Leary at no end. Is that there should be some good Christmas movie references in tonight's show because it's Christmas after all. So, unfortunately, this being the late game, one of the rules when you acquired these creatures is that you don't feed them after midnight. Uh, the reality is the Colts are going to feed Jonathan Taylor quite a bit, and that's going to turn dark and scary and a little monster who will lead them the way. Brian, any ideas on the movie? Any ideas? Magwai. <laughs> I knew that one, Mark. 
Come on. I'm completely lost. I am. I have no idea what's going on here, boys. I'm just going to move on. Uh, this stinks <laughs> of a London game. This stinks. And I, I remember making these graphics this morning, thinking to myself, Jesus, this this will probably be a London game next year. This the Lions two eleven and one, Falcons six and eight. Column intrigue me because this is a game which I will not be watching on since Stevens Day. Well, I, I fair <laughs> enough. If you're not going to, plenty will. I think Dan Campbell is one of the stories of the the season in terms of the, a franchise that you know lo- looked on course to at one point match his uh, Lions team as going winless. But they they have been gamey, and we wondered, you know, at another point, had had was it not going to work? Were they not buying into it? Well, they have certainly bought into it, um, and and you can see the response that he's had from his players. For the Falcons, it's been a case of uh, at times very good on offense, uh, but missing, um, you know, Cal- Calvin Ridley, but finding ways. Um, Gage has uh, come into it and has been good at times. Their rookie tight end does what rookie tight ends tend to do. Uh, he flashes, but he's not consistent, and uh, their defense just hasn't really been been good enough. But um, I think they've had one of the stories. If you want intrigue, Michael, one of the reasons to watch this is Carterell Patterson, who has been an X factor, I think, in the league and genuinely across the league has been one of the most interesting players uh, to watch. Uh, you also see other players come out and say they want a similar sort of role to him. So to me, and the fact that he doesn't get the the pro the the Pro Bowl um, when he's been one of the stories. Um, I, it means that what, what what exactly is the Pro Bowl? Because people call it a popularity contest, right? That it's not for the best players, but it's not even for the most interesting or uh, players either. Um, so to me, I think he is the the X factor uh, for me in this. I think this is going to be um, a proper old school kind of game that uh, I I don't foresee this being a, a blowout. I am going uh, with the the Cardinals to win it because. I, I like a lot of what Arthur Smith is doing. I really do think it's a, a work in progress. I think their O-line needs a lot of work and, and the defense uh, needs help. Um, but AJ Terrell is a, a, another who, um, you know, um, you you would say got, got snubbed and uh, Roquan Smith at, at the Bears. But I think um, CP is going to come out with a chip on his shoulder and for that reason, I'm going to go with the, the Falcons to win this. I, I read a great quote today. At the Pro Bowl, uh, a game selected by people who play Madden and who actually don't watch NFL throughout the season. And the final line was Aaron Donald's going to the Pro Bowl. Um, the Falcons haven't won a game this season at home, strangely enough. You know, they've won five, five of their eight games. Or a bit on the, sorry, they've won five of, of their games on the road. They haven't won a game. That's going to get corrected in this one. Don't see the lines, despite a little bit of spark in their offense recently with three touchdowns last week by Goff to three different players. The game against the Vikings, Josh Reynolds, who come in during the season and has really done well for them. Not for me, I think the Falcons, Patterson will have a good day. Falcons will win. Boys, this is really simple. This is Jack Skellington. This is the nightmare before Christmas. Um, this game, Michael, actually was a London game, if you remember correctly, in 2014. This was the game. Saw the tickets. 
Okay. It well, was. Yes, it was. This it was, is the was. game back then when the Falcons were up 21 points and ended up losing 22-21. If we see that this weekend or anything half as entertaining, we'll be very fortunate indeed. Um, it will be a bad set of affairs. I'm going with the Falcons, unsurprisingly, to have an What up. the hell was that? Talking about Christmas wrappings, that was like home alone, the alarm going off at 12 o'clock. We done it again. Um, Jar Goff. <laughs> 275 yards, St. Brown, 80 yards on the day. Boom, 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 boom. The Lions are going to upset the Falcons and go 3-11-1 because the Falcons are absolutely, not crap, but they're like, you know, one week they're good, one week they're not. And I think they're going to have a bad week. I think people are going to be stuffed with turkey and from Boxing Day or from St. Stephen's Day in, in, in Atlanta, and they're not going to care. And I'm taking the Lions. I'm taking the Lions at a 34-27 to 27 thriller and i will be watching the game call i'm excited for it red zone will pop in every now and then i'm excited i actually think this game's gonna be good i'm really looking forward to it i was joking I think start. mark might have, mark might have uh, fallen off his chair with the shock of you actually going for the lions in this game i was shocked whenever nobody sent me the picks saying they were gonna go for the lions because i thought after last week after seeing the way they played against arizona and the heart they had no this this falcons team I think it wasn't Goff, Goff go on the COVID list during the week. He might have come off it since, but I think that's probably a lot of the concern as to why people would lean against the Falcons. Lean with the Falcons. Oh, God. Is Goff not playing? Goff is oh, currently on the COVID list. He might come Goff off his picks down. Boys, boys. You see, you see, do you know I what? I thought you knew that, Michael. You, knew you that. have to have heart. You have to have heart. And do you know what? You have to have belief. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm picking the Lions anyway. It's, it's all good. Right. Uh, Mark, we'll be back in a minute. Uh, we got to roll through some games because we've only got like an hour left here. Bucks, 10 and 4. The Panthers, 5 and 9. Column, is it fitting in the only Sunday night football game I can watch in normal time this season in America that I was treated to that absolute slug fest of a game last week? Uh, what a complete disgrace by, by all involved. And Tom Brady acting like a little girl made it even better. Yeah, well, they were they were up against uh, the the Saints, who are his kryptonite in the the regular season. They're up against the 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 Panthers in this one, and Matt Rule is, is not Sean Payton and and Sean Payton's uh, coaching staff. We've seen Matt Rule throw his OC uh, under the bus. We've uh, seen them um, do the the QB hokey cokey and, and nothing's worse. They've uh, worked. They've lost four games on the bounce. Um, they are just they're just not they're not scoring enough. Their their defense has been good at times, but simply just not scoring enough. And it doesn't seem to matter who goes in at QB. Um, I I think that the Brady usually bounces back, and I expect him um, to bounce back. While the Saints have his number, the Panthers don't seem to have it. I have the Bucks, even with the injuries that they had, um, and they had quite a few injuries. Um, but Antonio Brown, who Bruce Aaron said would only have one chance, well, he uh, he's had uh, three strikes and he's still not out, and that's because they desperately need him. But at least um ba isn't trying to hide that um antonio brown will get them over the the line uh in in this one they are going 11 and 4. how good would antonio brown be you know we've seen in the past when he's gone to different teams and he hasn't played for a month or two he's been a bit slow to get going again even when he went to the books initially took him took him a while to get back to it i'll be he was probably trying to get used to an offense evans no i like who has gone uh 
Fernet is definitely gone. Godwin is gone. Heavy reliance on Gronk. Run game inconsistent with Jones. Um, the Bucs haven't, you know, you're talking about the Bucs having their way with a lot of teams. Well, they haven't beaten the Panthers three times in a row since 2002. Counts very little going into this game. But this defense of the Panthers, I don't think it's got the credit to deserve throughout the season. It's struggled at times, you know, in games. But by and large, they've been good. And they're ranked number two defense in the league for a reason. And it's probably going to be mushed away by the, by the inconsistency of the offense. Upset for me, Panthers. I googled reggae air horn. Sorry to everyone listening to this in the podcast. Waking up every tomorrow night. He was he was Santa's now on his way. He's, he's he's heard the alert. Do you know what? Actually, I don't have any kids, right? I love the Santa map on Google. That's class. I can't wait to look at that on. This is pre-recorded. Anybody who says, "Why, why are you not live?" Because it's Christmas, so it's pre-recorded. The course of show is pre-recorded. Uh, Mark's going with the Bucks. I'm going with the Bucks. Like, who in their right mind would go with the Panthers in this game? Really is is edging for revenge, and he owes me big time after last week. Are you going? Did you, did you fall I'm out gone. Shut up. Shut up. Don't even start with that. How I lost that last week was a disgrace, but fair play and, to Hogan. And just Hogan to be clear as well, Colin, you're gone as well, are you? Oh, you no. saw you found the way, did you? I don't, <laughs> don't, don't forget, Brian. It, it was it was fifty euro man in. So don't don't forget. Um, Ravens eight and six against the Bengals eight and six. Colin, will Mister Harbrook go two point for a third week in a row? Will he have the balls to do it? Oh, he he absolutely would. It's John Harbaugh. He carries his cojones in a in a wheelbarrow. In fairness to him, um, he is I, like. Harbaugh. The thoughts of Colin Cronin do not associate with the Irish NFL show and the, the Irish NFL show. There's no affiliation with the National Football League Limited. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think that's a, I think that's a, quite a, a compliment to Harbaugh to say what a fantastic coach he is. And you can see the way in which his players play for him. We've talked about the amount of players that they were missing. They talked about it was the backup QB that came in and they went and they, they dueled with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they came up short on the two-pointer, but I think overall it was a pretty solid performance. And overall, all, all season, um, they've been there or thereabouts. They've won close ones and they've they've lost close ones. Uh, but I, I think if, if you look at their season, I think they have to be reasonably happy. The worry for them is, once again, um, Lamar hasn't been able to practice this week. Uh, the ankle injury is still bothering him. And I, I think that while Huntley is, is very good, he's not Lamar. And that's a, a huge concern. Uh, the Bengals got uh, slowed up by the, the Broncos uh, last week. Uh, but they uh, they found a way to overcome the might of Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. So I think that the, the Bengals are at home. Um, and, and I think... For that reason, I'm going to go with the the Bengals to win it because I just think that this is a, a Raven side that are just that little bit be, uh, too beat up still. But it, I, I, I am. This is one of the games where I say nothing would surprise me with the Ravens and John Harbaugh at all. But I'm going to go with the the Bengals to go nine and six. You have to admire the greatness of this Bengals team, like Trevisco. Played home to the Chargers, twenty-two nil down in the you know in the, towards the back end of the fourth quarter. Sorry, twenty-four nil down. Got it back to 24 22. Look, the game didn't go their way. They lost in the end. The week after that, against San Francisco, 
They lost in overtime. They were down by by multiple scores in that game. They fought back last weekend. Like teams who want to make the playoffs or are building something nicely, which we I think we all agree the Bengals are moving in the right direction. They need to kind of get over the line in those type of games against the Broncos, and they did it. They, it wasn't a great game. It wasn't good to watch. They found the way. There was a lot of strange things that went on in the game between Bridgewater, Lock coming in, Lock fumbling, and they found a way to get over the line. And then the Ravens. You say the thing about this Ravens team that. They're great. They're in every game. They've lost three in a row, you know. And I said it on Monday show, and people say, "Oh, you're repeating yourself." Yeah, people say you got to admire Harbour for keep going for two points. Doesn't mean he's right though, you know. The reality is, three of those games they've lost, they could have won two of them games. That game last week was there for the winning in overtime. I said it again Monday night and repeat myself. When they went to Pittsburgh, they said we, we wouldn't go to overtime because we couldn't move the ball. Then they went. To, they wouldn't go to overtime last week when they were moving the ball. So it doesn't make any sense. And I've watched the coverage since saying the players made that decision. You know, you'd argue then that's not really a good reflection of the, of the head coach because he's the man in, in that situation that should say, I don't care what you want, I'm going to make the right decision for the team. I'm with the Bengals. I think this is a real opportunity now for the Bengals to really push on with two games to go and put themselves in a prime position to win the division. The only concern for me is the Ravens front seven can, on their day, be really effective. Burrow's been sacked 44 times this season. It's the most in the league. That offensive line really has to step up. And it, like, the, like Michael, you said about the cards, one and done in the playoffs. The Bengals are that type of team as well, one and done, if they don't get this offensive line situation sorted. But I still think the Bengals will just about win this game. AWOL Mark Cockerell, who must be on Sky Sports this weekend. Hope Neil's okay and family's okay. Neil, get well soon. Uh, we were joking, Brian, in the live show that Mark should replace Neil Reynolds this weekend because of his accent. So, a better man. Well, okay. Well, well, I I will happily fly from Belfast International on the twenty sixth morning with a suit and just do it for the crack. And um, Mark's going with the Bengals. Um, you were talking there about about momentum, and I, I said this on the show the other night on I don't even know anymore Tuesday, Tuesday or M- Monday. Sorry, that was the one thing I took away from those two games being over there last weekend. The momentum the Ravens had when they got the game back within a score, I thought, oh geez, they're 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 going to win this, and I was genuinely shocked when they went for two. And I don't get it. And we can, and I agree with you, Brian. We can sit here and we can say, oh, it's smart from Harvard. No, it's not. Just go for the extra point. Silly. Like, I just don't get it. And this, this whole talk of all, oh, but you're flipping the coin anyway. I, but there's a decent chance you might get the ball back unless you mess it up on the offense, like the Chargers did on Thursday football last week. So let's just react for a second here. The Bengals are doing a lot right on the offense. They've got such a young team. They're a good team. They're an exciting team to watch. I enjoy the Bengals. I like the Bengals fans. Um, but I've picked the Bengals too much this year and they've let me down. They have. And this Ravens team, boys, I... <laughs> Jesus, Huntley's not a bad player at all. I take him on my team. I think he'll eventually be the starter for the Ravens because I don't think they're going to pay Lamar Jackson. I don't... I'm not, that's not, it's not really a bold prediction from myself. I just can't see... I, I, in in the current situation, how they're going to pay somebody represents themselves, but that's a whole different conversation for a seven well, month. They, they, they might look at it as they've an opportunity to shortchange. They might, but if I'm looking at Tyler Huntley and I think he's got like three years left on that, on that deal or whatever he's on, I'm thinking it's it's it's. I'm not saying it's Lamar 2.0, but he's enjoyable to watch if he can work and develop. And why not? But I I don't know. Anyway, any, any, anyway, for this game, Tyler Huntley. I don't think Lamar at the time of recording will play. Tyler Huntley, Mark Andrews. Good night, Cincinnati. I'm picking the Bengals. The Bengals, sweet Jesus. I'm picking the Ravens. Yeah, I, 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 sorry, Colin. Go ahead. Go, no, I, I, you go. You go, Grant. 
I was just going to say, Michael, I commend you that you're actually agreeing with me because, like, I'm old, I'm 40, 44 in March, and you're, you're only just gone 30. And the NFL demographic has changed throughout the years. You know, Colin would agree with me on this. Back in the day, there was no, it just wasn't hard enough to go for two points. It was like, you take your point, you go to overtime. That's what we were brought up to watch the game. That's what we're used to. So I don't know if part of that is me just being old, old school in terms of how I see the game. It took me a while to get my head around the fact that running quarterbacks was a thing in the league. I've always preferred a quarterback that sat in the pocket and he threw the ball. Peyton Manning didn't get outside the pocket. He had a successful career. And Tom Brady as well. So I just don't get this two-point thing. I get it when you're behind. And Mark made a very good point on Monday. The right time to go for it was the previous drive as opposed to the one at the end and all the stuff that comes with it. And I, I get all the stats in the game. And hopefully, come the off-season, because I've kind of lined up a couple of people who are into the stats on the NFL and in America, and they'll come on the show and explain to us how it all works and why, you know, they should do this and should do that. But for me, bread and butter in this league, get to overtime, play the game. You know, it's not even like the overtime before. I can understand back in the day, I'm really on a rant now, sorry, guys, back in the day where first team wins. You get the ball, field goal, you win. It's all changed now. We saw it a couple of weeks ago where the Bengals scored a field goal in overtime. The 49ers still went down and scored a touchdown to win the game. Go to overtime, play the game, and you take your chance in overtime. Sorry, Colin. Yeah, like there's certainly the and and it will be interesting to kind of debate that. I can I can see where you're coming from, but I I I do think John Harbaugh ha, has the eighth best record in the the league um, of head coaches in the league currently, point uh, six one four um, behind um, Lafleur is top uh, given his uh, fifty games with with the Packers, but. Belichick, Tomlin, Reed, Sean Payton. Um, you know, there, there aren't too many more ahead of Harbaugh. He, I, I think some of it has been driven by the injuries this year. Uh, it'll be it'll, it'll be very interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, so, Michael, I can absolutely see how John Harbaugh leads the Ravens to, to win it. I don't think it, it would be, this wouldn't be a shock. I just think the, the Bengals will uh, have enough but um Brian is absolutely right they have to they have to protect Burrow both in terms of this year and the playoffs but for his long-term health it'll be a good uh, game oh absolutely it's great Colin sorry one more point of this we're not necessarily discussing the game we're discussing the the metrics or it comes with going for a two-point conversion at the end of, at the end of the game or during the game Harbour's in a position where he knows realistically it doesn't matter how this season plays out for the Ravens he won't get fired you know you know, it just that role is there for him to walk away from. Other head coaches, further down the line, would they go for two points? Because they know well if they don't make it, two or three, two of the three weeks they've done it, will they be in a job at the end of the season? You know, that's a different scenario. He knows he's got the, the backing of the owners. If we're sitting the week after next home is again, I swear to God. If he if he does it again, fair play then. Chargers, Texans. We need to plow through some games here. Um Colm, what's your thoughts on this game this week? Well, this is a coach who'd go for it, whether his job is on the line or not. Uh, it is in uh, Brandon Staley's DNA to to go for it. I think we have seen the uh, the Chargers be very good at times this year and and very bad at others, and almost inexplicably bad um, at times. That that Broncos game still makes no sense to me why they were as bad as they were and 
Herbert has got nothing going. At other times, he's he's looked very good. Um, they had a disappointing loss to the Chiefs the last time out. The the Texans uh, got got the win over the um, putrid uh, Jags, but uh, I don't think that they are going to have enough to overcome uh, this uh, Chargers side, even with Austin Eckler on the uh, COVID list. I have the Chargers winning this one. Mark, sorry, Brian is going with the Chargers. He's away. I don't know where he is. Mark, can I just make your picks so we can move on? No? Or do you want to? Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers as well, guys. I mean, sorry about my absence. I spent some time in Japan and I called my house uh, Nakatomi, but some terrorists just came storming in. But it's okay. My mate John came around, took care of it. It's all good. Don't worry. My dad's called John. No. No. Okay. Right. Let, let's let's uh, move on. Not very quickly. He's away. Oh, he's found out. Right. He's he's away already. Rams Vikings. Uh, by the way, yeah. Sorry, we're all going with the Chargers. If, if the Chargers don't win this game, I will come on next week in a New York Giants top with McQuaid, seventy five in the back, and Brian can buy it. Brian's got a point. Yes, Brian. You're on mute. Sorry, I put you. I put you on mute when you got up because I, I could hear you getting out of the, the seat. Sorry. Go on ahead. Am I back? You're back. You're back. I'm going back to the two-point conversion thing again. Uh, no, sorry, not necessarily two-point conversion. More the fourth-down conversion. Um, Harbour probably took a lot of the pressure off Staley last week because the scrutiny went on Harbour on Monday, Tuesday, with the two-point piece, as opposed to what happened last Thursday with Brandon Staley going for it on four, was it? Four times he went for it? Oh, you got it, yeah. One out of four on fourth down. That game, he left nine points behind. Nine, okay, we don't know he's going to make all those field goals, but two of them are chip shots, so essentially gave the game away, you know, in a game that was significant for them going for that division. So he probably should have been the one that should have got the most criticism last weekend. This is like talking about the Mark and Gaelic. We will come back to this. We've plenty, like we're getting to the end of the season. We've a lot of time and a lot of episodes to fill. And I'm looking forward to this discussion. Um, Rams 10 and four, Vikings seven and seven. I heard a Vikings, um, what's the word? Journalists say, oh yeah, we're, we're hosting the Rams next week. Oh, I got there. So, are, would you be that concerned, Colin, if you were a Vikings fan? No, I, w- I wouldn't be concerned <laughs> if I was facing and like an all, all pro, all Madden team. It it wouldn't matter to the Vikings because the 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 Vikings are equally as capable of beating the Rams as they are at losing to to the Lions, losing to the Owen sixteen Lions, the Owen sixteen Browns. They, they, if if the the seventy two Dolphins had to play this Vikings team, it, it could be this Vikings team that took um, their their perfect season away from them. This Vikings team are capable of anything, and uh, uh, we we obviously know that uh, Dalvin uh, Cook has gone on to the COVID list, where we are waiting to hear around Kirk Cousins. Um, if Kirk Cousins go, goes on it, um, then that uh, will be very interesting for, for Mike Zimmer and very interesting for Kirk, who promised to put himself in plexiglass and do all, all things possible. But if uh, I, I just think that this is a, a team that, who make no sense, uh, like in, in a season that makes no sense, they make even less sense. We saw Kirk Cousins throwing a ball into another dimension uh, against the the Bears. <laughs> I I think that 
the Vikings are going to shock the world and beat the Rams and go above 500. I've got the Vikings winning this. Colin, you're doing a disservice there saying, you know, they're hoping that Kirk Cousins will play. I'd say some fans would hope he wasn't playing because he's so erratic and he has such a poor record against teams who have 10 plus wins. I think he's only won two or three games throughout his career in that situation. Look, the Rams lost three games in November. They've won three games in December. They're going in the right direction. The Vikings team now are missing Jared Cook. Like we've seen in the last couple of weeks, we him come back. That game against the Steelers a few weeks ago, where Jared Cook. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Jared Jared Cook. Jared, Jay Dalvin Cook. Cook. Oh, Dalvin Cook. Okay, yeah. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, not the, the tight end isn't playing there running back this week. Apologies. Yeah, but look, the reality is Cook is gone. The likelihood he's gone for the next game is well against the Packers. So it's a it's a double whammy. Um Cup, what a season. If he can average 113 yards in the next three games, he plays Calvin Johnson's record. It goes to show the season that he's had. So for me, no, I'm not I'm not going to call him on this. I think the Rams going in the right direction, the Rams win. Uh, Colin was talking a little bit a bit about controversy and controversial views. Um, some people don't like the fact that Die Hard is really a Christmas movie. I'll give you another one that's going to be controversial. Lethal Weapon's a Christmas movie. Shane Black only does screenplays based around Christmas. Lethal Weapon is all based around Christmas. And to me, a little bit here, uh, the, the Vikings are Riggs and Murtaugh because they could blow up the entire building and get fired or they could save the day. Nobody knows what you're going to get with them. Um, Riggs and Murtaugh, at least it always worked out well in the end. I'm not sure that's ever been the case for the Vikings because usually in the end, everything goes to pot. So maybe just watch Lethal Weapon in reverse and you'll get a sense of what it's like to sport. Oh. Um, <laughs> you know, Brian, you said it, like, continued story at all times here. Oh, who's your SP? Who's your ISP? Uh, Call them on uh, right now. Right, you freezed up on us there, you did. Did I freeze? Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, like, um, Coop Cup is, continues to be the story. Matt Stafford and him, the connection's been great, and they seem to have just shouldered over that little bit of a rocky patch they had when it was suddenly, they're getting Von Miller, they're getting everybody, this is the most exciting team ever. Um, they're getting the game back on track. They're getting the pressure on the Arizona Cardinals, and I think this weekend is the weekend where they take that divisional lead back off them the cards losing to the Colts and then the Rams winning. And Michael, we might know what you already pick as well. <laughs> All these movie references are putting me off. Yippee Kaye, uh, I'm picking the LA Rams. I, I think they're coming into their own at this at this point. And I don't really think it matters if, like, for example, Cooper Cup is out or whatever. Van Van Jefferson, Van Morrison, very dangerous. Doesn't really matter. The, the Rams will win this game. The Vikings the overnight boys was like yeah, like I know they were playing the Bears, but seeing them in person and seeing how how much they rely on Dalvin Cook is it's not embarrassing, but it's like, come on, Kirk. Come on. Come on. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I just like, you know, I, I don't know. It was it was more watching them and seeing how they play. Like, okay, Justin Jefferson was getting into the game a bit, but the, the bar that they have nobody. They have nobody on the offense. It's not worth watching. It's crap. And the Rams are going to show them up. On the, the Vikings have nobody. They're no, Justin Jefferson and Zealand. They've probably got the best. I don't. I don't. I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. I mean in the sense of will Kirk Cousins throw the ball? The feeling against the Rams. I don't think he'll have a chance to. I think he'll be decimated by that Rams defense. Personally, now sorry for not explaining my point. 
skull to everybody out there. Um, I think the Vikings will finish like nine and eight, if that helps. But Zimmer is probably gone. I, I'm still a bit beat up by having to watch that game Monday night. And I couldn't leave so tactically. I had to watch the game. They won't, um, yes. they won't finish nine and eight because they won't beat the Packers next week. So good luck with well, that. Well, well, now let's not be so sure about that. As you said in a bar last December, let's let's explore <laughs> that next week. Shout out to Van Morrison as well. Must get him on the show at some point. Uh, Bills against the Patriots. The Patriots had a decimating defeat. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying that word against the Indianapolis Colts last Saturday column. Has Bill Belichick and Mac Jones been found out, or do you expect them to win on Boxing Day? I do expect them to win. The, I, I I think that, that has Bill Belichick been found out? <laughs> um, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm no, gonna crack. Come on. No. <laughs> he, I think the I think the the Bills team. I I just think that the Bills expended so much energy, genuinely, in beating the Chiefs um, at Arrowhead that they haven't looked like the same team. They went in and they stomped all over the Chiefs. I mean, they put 38 points on them um, and they were just, they were so dominant in that. But since then, they've never, they've never looked the, the same against when they've come up against really um, decent teams. And they, they've won games, absolutely. Um, they beat the, the Saints is the one that probably stands out to me. But I think you've seen them lose to the Bucks. You've seen them lose to the Patriots, to the Colts. I just don't. I don't know what what exactly is wrong um, with the Bills because a lot of it like works. You know, their their defense is, is really good. Um, they they obviously have Josh Allen. Um, but is is it does it all come down to the running game? Because both of their their lines are are relatively solid as well. I just don't think all is is right with the Bills, which is a shame because I think they're a, a franchise, a team, and a, a fan base that are deserving of, of some some success. But I just think Bill Belichick at home with the the number one um, there still to to be fought for, I think he's going to find a way. I don't imagine that it's going to be particularly pretty, but I, I do think that the Patriots find a way. Mark said a few weeks ago after we discussed the game on the Monday night where the weather was ridiculous and adverse weather conditions for both sides. And he said it'll, it'll pay very little significance in this game, you know, going in when it comes to Foxborough. But in that game, the Bills missed the field goal and they also had the ball at the end to win and they didn't get it up. They did, couldn't get over the line. I actually know a Bills fan for a long time and he said to me this week, our, our last 15 wins have been by 10 plus points. We are really comprehensive in our wins. And I said, but then, what's the flip side of that is you don't seem to get over the line in these close games. Oh, yeah, that game a couple of weeks ago. And he kind of went, oh, yeah, never thought of it from that point of view. But I'm going to go with the Bills in this game. I just feel like a few weeks ago it was one that was there for them. Didn't work out. Having got the win last week, seeing the Patriots you know, lose, it's their last chance saloon in terms of getting this division. Because if they win this, we're right in the same mark. If they win, they have the tie break because of the, your loss to the Dolphins. Yeah, Correct. so significant. Um, I see them winning. They've put up 30 plus points in eight games this season. So for me, and I said it last week, if the if the Bills get going, similar to the Colts last week, albeit it didn't work out where I thought it would, if they get going, can this Patriots offense live with the Bills in a high-scoring game? I don't believe they can. And for that reason, I'm going with the Bills. Mark, just before you make your pick, uh, mm, presented without comment. 
No. <laughs> Mark looks better. I need to get. He does. Says, at least it's who he does in the polls. I, I thought that would get a laugh, and nobody laughed. All right, I, I give up. I give up. Okay. We all went to mute at the same time. Like. Yeah, I'm just trying to think how many years difference is between me and Bill Belichick anymore, as we found out on of Thursday course. night. Spirit Yours animal, yeah, and, and Mike Vrabel's time. Yeah, okay. So, um, uh, look, there's plenty of ways I could take this game and talk about it. The, the reality is the game a couple of weeks ago is indeed irrelevant because of the conditions, because of everything that uh, was set up. But it does remind me of my favourite ever George W. Bush line, where he was giving a speech and he said, is the same we've got in Texas. I'm sure you've got it here in Tennessee as well. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. And he suddenly realized the import of what he was about to say and went, well, a fooled man can't get fooled again <laughs> and moved on. That's what's going to happen to the Bills in this game. They, they can't afford to be fooled and dominated on the run offense by the Patriots again. And I think they will take steps to adapt for that. For Bills fans, of course, if last season wasn't enough, this season, again, is another recreation of trading places where the Duke brothers are trying to trade Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy's places in society. They are trying to establish themselves as the preeminent force in the FC East. And it's a lot closer this year than, in fairness, I think any of us anticipated it would be uh, during the season. Um, but... The Patriots are going to be heavily reliant on the run game because they are missing a number of wide receivers. Kendrick Bourne is out. They were basically practicing with three uh, three wide receivers. I expect to see a heavy dose of double tight ends and very limited capabilities at wide receiver position unless Nikhil Harry is finally going to prove himself useful and worthy of the first round pick the Pats stepped on him. Um, here nominee Patri Fee, Spiriti Sancti, bless me father for I have sinned. But unfortunately, I think the Bills are going to win this game. Mark. Oh, it is an upset sorry. alert, I suppose. They're not the favorite. <laughs> Mark, you touched on trading plays there. I hope we don't have a situation where Josh Allen doesn't have a run game and he's, his arm's hanging off in the fourth quarter and it's a, it's, a, it's a stock exchange situation. Get back in there and sell. They, they might be putting him back in. They might be putting him back in. That's the thing. Yeah. Your brother's having a heart attack. F him. <laughs> anyway, I am conscious that we need to roll through this. Now, I'm going to say this Kenan. now. Let, let's, not, uh, let's not react to what I'm about to say, because I know people will say, oh, I've got a point. I've got a point. I've got a point. Just just wait and hear what we're going to say, okay? If you um, pick the Patriots... <laughs> if any other team had lost to the Colts last week in the way that the Patriots did, especially after that first half performance... ESPN on Monday morning would have absolutely mm, the bed. Let's let's get to the point here right now, especially with a rookie quarterback. It's been like it actually helped the Patriots playing on Saturday night. That would be my opinion. I would also have the opinion after getting up at six a.m. a few weeks ago to watch that Monday night football game. That game was a disgrace. And fair play to the Patriots for running the ball, and they won the game. It was a Belichick masterclass. But I'm aware of the curse on this show, and I'm fully aware of what my consequences have in actions. And that's why I, I think it's going to be a really, really good game. Can the Bills do it is the question. Like, you know, you watch that game against Tampa Bay, and they don't turn up in the first half. They turn it on in the second half. It's like you, it's like your wife texts you at 4 o'clock. You're home early. Can you make dinner? Uh, I want it at 5 o'clock. Be home at 5. 
No bother at all. I should make it a 435. 4.32 comes, you're going, ah, oh, here, I'll make it a 20. Ah, oh, here, I'll make it a 10. To... Oh, I didn't make it. That's, that's what the Bills are like in some of these games. The reality is, though, if I pick the Patriots, they should lose, yeah? So I'm going to take the Patriots for this game. Uh, and I'm going to say no more on the matter because I think we all know what I'm thinking. Uh, but if the Patriots were to lose this game, just very quickly, in the same manner in which they lost last week's game, can we then have a discussion? Because we're talking about Justin Fields. We're talking about no. Zach Wilson. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence. No. So why can't we have a, a, a we, balanced, we discussion, conservative discussion the basic about Mac Jones? Of last week's game, the Patriots scored 17 points in the fourth quarter and brought it back to 17-20. We're talking about not only a one-score game, a bloody tight game. So they didn't go mad on ESPN around it because actually he led them back into the game. And did they have a crap first half? Yeah, with a blocked punt referred to him for a touchdown. So seven points aren't the responsibility of the defense or the offense in that game. So that's why nobody's going there. Nine and five, that's all that matters. Nine and five, going 10 and five by my pick. One of the best things. What I would say is if they were to lose this game, I think it would bring us back to where we probably taught the Patriots where as a team for the season. You know, you know, probably like Colin McFairness picked them to be a wildcard team, you know. You know, that's where we're at. I think they're they are a wildcard team and Mark did as well. Apologies, Mark. That's where they are. And and we all felt the Bills would win the division. We actually thought the Bills would win the division a little bit more comfortably than where we're at at the moment. And if they win this game, the likelihood is they will press on and win the division. Or, and and the same thing if the Patriots win. Then obviously the division pretty much is over. So it, is that right, Mark? Do you win this one? It's over. Two, two, two in front, two to go. It's not. Uh, it's not quite over. It should be actually. If we're ten and five and they're eight and seven, yeah, it would be over. Yeah. yeah. Look at those picks at the bottom, though. How how the tides have turned. Two Patriots against the two Bills. I mean, well, Colin has been consistent for a long time. Fairness to Colin, he's been consistent with Pat's all year, all year long. Yeah. Even. Because I, I just think Belichick game plans. And look, they, look there is, we, we've yet to find out exactly what Mac Jones' ceiling is. But at the time of recording, after winning nine games, he has as many wins as Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson all put together. Yeah, he does. He does. But I'm also conscious that this is going out on Friday. I'm also conscious that in eight days' time, it's January. And we all know what happens in January. So I'm excited to see what can happen. And fair play to the Patriots. They're in a great position. And I'm not jealous at all. What what, what happens in January, Michael? I actually don't Play know. Playoff football. Playoff football. Playoff I wouldn't know because I'm, I'm a Broncos fan. Okay. Take it away anybody's, you know, where do you want to go in this game? In terms of the, not this game or the, that's on the screen. I mean, the previous game. <laughs> I, I deleted it. <laughs> whatever the feeling is of the Patriots and the Bills and everything that comes with the, with the run to the playoffs. It should be a great game. Absolutely. No scoring. I, I, I hope it is. And it, it, it deserves to be two, two, two good teams. Uh, the Jaguars 2-12 and 12 against the Jets 3-11. Another game probably destined to be in, in Londres, Proxima, Samana. Uh, what's your thoughts on this, Colin? I can't sell on this one, Michael. I do a job at, 
I genuinely enjoy <laughs> almost every NFL game. I, I find intrigue in them. I love watching it. I can't tell you on this one. This is just two bad teams. This is two teams who cannot wait to get the season over and done with. Nothing has gone the way they wanted it to get done. The only thing I'd say is things have gone way worse in Jacksonville. I really thought we'd see a response from them last week. We didn't, and they got beaten by a terrible Texans team, which tells you where the, this franchise is. Um, there's some talent there, but it's it's so horribly disjointed. I think the Jets win this on the basis that they have a, a head coach who, uh, uh, you know, at least knows uh, what what he's doing. But I really think both of these teams just, if they could end the season right now and and, and even forfeit the rest of their games, um, from a franchise point of view, not from a player standpoint, I think they would. They just want it, it to end because it's just been awful for all of them. Well, there is a talking point in this game, in fairness. That's not who's going to be picking number one or where they're going to be picking the draft. It's the fact that it's the first-round pick against the second-round pick of the, of the previous draft, Zach Wilson and, and Trevor Lawrence. And the last few weeks, Wilson, first quarter, first half against the Eagles at home, played really well. Couldn't do anything in the second half. Similar enough last week, went to Miami, up by 10 points late in the second quarter, played really well. Second half, couldn't do it. Looks like he's coming on. You know, since his injury, but unfortunately, just hasn't produced four quarters yet. I think this is where the Jets need to get to. They need to see him play a constructive game for four quarters. We haven't seen it yet, but it looks like he's going in the right direction. For Lawrence, I think it's very much get the season over, get a new head coach in, new offense coordinator, and he starts rebuilding again. The Jets, for me, will win this game. Probably more so on the defense. Defenses, you know, they've had some good moments during the year. The Titans game, you know, the Bengals game at home. They have played reasonably well for in which has been a difficult season. So yeah, I'm with the Jets, but not you're talking about the Lions and Falcons not being on red zone much. This is the kind of game that won't be on red zone much. Gents, I'm I'm watching Love Actually rather than this, to be really honest with you. I'd much rather watch Love Actually than this. Underrated movie. Yeah, underrated movie. Classic, classic Christmas movie. Any um, any quotes? You want to give us? Oh well, I mean, like uh, I'll do the Hugh Grant dance uh, when the Patriots get back to the Super Bowl. Basically, that's a that's a that's a promise. Mark turned uh, up at Tom Brady's house with the sign saying, "Please come back, Tom. Please, please, yeah. please." With BA yeah. in general. <laughs> <room. laughs> don't tell. Don't tell. Does that does in a movies? Brian just absolutely went with the best one. <laughs> <laughs> end I the show. Too. End the show. <laughs> Right, no worries, folks. Have a have a great Christmas, and um, yeah. Oh, um, but seriously, the only the only intriguing piece of it is is what Brian just alluded to: first versus second round. I I, I remember when Mariota and Winston were drafted, and the very first game of the season, they were facing off against each other. That was fascinating and inter interesting. After what we've seen from the first and second picks and the general talent deficit on both their teams. This isn't going to be anywhere near as interesting. I have to admit, Michael, I think I picked the Jets earlier, but you have to put up the logo because I honestly can't remember. That's how little I care about this game. Did I pick the Jets? Serious. I'm deadly serious. I actually can't remember. Oof. I'll tell you what, let me give my pick first then, just for the crack. Um... I'm picking the Jets. I mean, I don't want to talk about it. He picked the Jaguars. <laughs> oh, did I? I don't know why I did that. Okay, fair enough. Okay, let's start it off with we've got the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the New York Pepsi Giants. Uh, I wrote a song for Brian for Christmas. Snow is falling. 
all around me. We've got free Pepsi, but no fun. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Merry Christmas, no one. Was that good? Was that absolutely beautiful? <laughs> Did you like? No, no, look, I wasn't on the show last night or so, for, for for Monday night show. Did you not actually bring up the Pepsi thing, Brad? With times, I, I didn't. Um, I didn't. It's gas. Like, do we really? I can't believe we're discussing Pepsi. But yeah, like the joke. The joke is, it's like they gave them all a courtesy Pepsi last weekend. Have a awesome. free, free medium Pepsi, Brian. No, no, yeah, it was called during the week that a lot of other teams are doing it throughout the league. But unfortunately, when you're in the Giants predicament, you know, you know, and you're trying to royal more fans. Can I go first in this game, or do I have to wait for the team to? Uh, no, actually, if, if you want to go first, yeah, go it doesn't first. matter go because first. actually, I have the Eagles down to win, but I don't believe that's going to be the case. I've changed my mind. I can see the Giants win <laughs> for the following reasons. Michael, you're making it like we haven't won a game all season there. We, we beat the Eagles, by the way. You know, in fact, I think we're the I'm, team that I'm the laughing that you've changed the pick. That, 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 well, not, the Eagles I'm played on like Tuesday, so they've only had four days to recover from, from their game, and that can that can be significant. Their head coach is out of game. He won't be on the sideline. I know sometimes that goes against you. It goes with you. And for the Giants, uh, we're going to have a new quarterback this week. Not much to crow about Jake Fromm, but I still think he will give us a bit of a spark. And Jalen Smith will play, who was with... Cowboys previously let go for business reasons. Packers quickly picked him up because he was supposed to be the next big thing, you know. And they he said they let him go for political reasons, but he played well last weekend. Joyce defense kept these to seven points the first time around, they kept the Cowboys to 21 points last week. And I think we'll find a way to somehow get it done because Joe Judge, in all the games we played against the Eagles, has done well. And his job is on the line. I think if he was to win this game, that would secure his job for next year because knowing the way they franchise feel about the eagles if they were to do the double on them whatever you want to call it in the nfl world that would save his job so for me i think it's gonna be a strange one and i think the giants will somehow find a way to win predominantly because the defense will will hold horse in check can i ask you and i mean this in in a genuine manner and in, in a very positive manner as a friend do, do you really think a win would save his job seriously like yeah, I think his job is safe now, to be honest, Michael. Unfortunately, the way things have been going the past couple of weeks, the way the words that are coming out, and we were fortunate to speak to Lawrence Times this week. He was undecided. A lot of the fans are undecided, but I think if he was to get one more win, and in this game in particular, yeah, I think he would he would save his job. Because I could see a scenario where they win the last game. And unfortunately, owners, and I'm not just saying with the Giants, owners are blinded by wins. You know, even, even if the significance of the win is irrelevant come week 17, we've seen in the past where the... the they do the end of season speech and say, oh, well, we won six games this year. The reality is you're playing nothing in that particular game at the end of the season. I do think if he was to win this game, he would hang on to his job. Colin, who have you got? Coke or Pepsi? Given, <laughs> given that we are um, talking about movies, um, do you remember the scene in The Big Lebowski and the dude is in the back of the cab and the Eagles are playing, and he gets into a, a physical altercation with the driver because he hates the Eagles. That's Brian O'Leary and the Eagles. Uh, I saw I, that I, today I, on Twitter, actually. I did, yeah. <laughs> a fit, a fitting. Uh, I, 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 evidently, I put it out into the, the ether. Uh, I, I think um, that this uh, is going to, to be, on, like, I think, what you saw from the Eagles, we talked about it with Jeff, really dominant O-line performance against the Washington football team. Um, they have a, a really good offensive line. And um, I think that 
this will be that kind of, uh, you know, old school derby kind of game that you get in um, in in England. Uh, and I, I don't think it'll be high scoring. But ultimately, I think that the Eagles will have learned the lessons uh, from the previous game. You're not going to see uh, Jalen Hurts try and throw the ball too much. It's going to be run, run, run. And I think the Eagles are going to have enough and they are moving back above 500. You know, Silver Linings Playbook featured Eagles fans, um, Bradley Cooper, a couple of those movie, uh, in that movie, a couple of the key scenes involved the lead characters, him and Jennifer Lawrence, running and talking while they were running. That's exactly what's going to happen in this game. The Giants' defense has many strengths, but actually it's in the bottom third of teams when it comes up to yards given up against the run. It doesn't generate fumbles. It doesn't generate turnovers in the run game. And the Eagles, as we've alluded to last few weeks, are overly committed to the run. They finally figured out that they should be Baltimore North. They finally figured out that only running the ball five times was not a viable strategy for their game plan. And I think, therefore, they are going to have uh, and make waves in that regard against the, the Giants offense. And I'm sorry, Brian, I'm not excited by Jake from... I'm not excited by Smith on his third team. And I know you're looking for a spark and you're passionate about it, but it's just not good enough for me. It's going to be fly, Eagles fly, and it's complete the Christmas movie. Another angel gets its wings once they've flown up to the top there. Well, the reason that the Eagles got the run game together on uh, Tuesday night, believe me, I was watching it, though, because my fantasy team relied on it, was because they ran the ball. Um, the WFT on Tuesday night were atrocious. Like, you know, lock them up sort of the situation against the run. It was pathetic. And I've got an early Christmas present for Brian. Because of Devonta Smith and Jalen Hurts' pure ineptitude to throw to him, or maybe go, Jesus, the second and six, Michael needs four fantasy points. Let's just throw it to him. I know, Mark, don't even start. All right. I'm picking the Giants. I'm done with the Eagles for the year. I couldn't care less. And, Michael. Uh, yeah. Um, when they played against the Jets a few weeks ago, the Eagles and, and Minshew was the quarterback. They didn't get Smith involved in the game at all. Didn't get him involved at all. I don't know what Hurts it is. works well then. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's other games this season where they just it's like he did it in he did it in Denver. He played like he had a fantastic game. It's sporadic all year. He's a really good wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. We saw it in week one when he went into Atlanta. But for some reason, they just tend to, you know, he's in, he's out, and we see now this Sunday now we probably have a a worldly. As Paul Mears would say, he'd have a world. He's in your talking. You say call him Eastwood. Now, Paul Mears always calls Paul out Mears. a world. <laughs> call him Eastwood. <laughs> I uh, just want to. It's great know. to see you getting behind me, Michael. I'm delighted now. Uh, absolutely. And you're talking about local derbies, Linfield against Glintorn on uh, Boxing Day up here should be a great game. We play our football up here uh, the proper way, you know, that most leagues in the world do from August to May. Uh, should be a good game. Enjoy the football if you're heading to it on Saturday or Sunday. Don't go to the football on Saturday. You'll knock it in. Oh, Ulster um, as well with a full stadium, Michael, I believe. But Ulster, Michael, yeah. Um, can I just ask, can we get a new sound effect? Because I really want there. Brian switched to the Eagles, right? So you're on your own on that one. And I almost want a lightning bolt sound effect and thunder and then a cackle over and say, oh, the curse yeah. has been struck. Michael, you should have done the horn. The Giants are 10 point underdogs in this game. I think it's the, with the exception of the Texans' charges, it's the biggest. Spread you should have done the what? I bet you should have got the horn. Really. 
I'm I'm okay for getting the horn out at the minute, but f- thank you for asking that question. Okay, in terms of Ulster Ravenhill, who are Ulster playing at Ravenhill on Sunday or, or Saturday? You alright, Mark? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> who, who are Ulster playing on Saturday or Sunday? I'm glad Ulster this is Christmas. a Christmas Day special. Who they're playing? So you, you're hold on. So that game in Ravenhill is taking place, but the game in the is not. That that makes perfect sense. Anyway, good luck to Ulster on Sunday. Wreck them, boys. Wreck Connacht. Right. Uh, Bears against the Seahawks. Who have you got, Colin? I don't know if other people saw the video and you were in the press box, Michael, so you may not have heard it. Um, but there is a video doing the rounds and it has millions of views and it is a, a Bears is fan. It's a Barstool one. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the Bears fan, the, the, which t- tells it all. After a further review, we suck. And uh, that the Bears, uh, that that is the 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 case. Um, you know, I, they're they're just it hasn't worked. Pace and Nagy have to go. The O line is a mess. Um, they they need to develop Justin Fields. Um, another team where you really have to to feel that they cannot wait for um, the season to to be over and and done with. And for the Seahawks, they probably feel um, some somewhat similar. At times, they've been um, good, but ultimately, five and nine, they're not going anywhere this year. They need to get the Russell Wilson situation resolved. Um, I'm going to go with the Seahawks in, in this game just because you cannot um, trust the, the Bears in any way, uh, shape, or form. But um, it's not with a huge amount of conviction that I say that. Um, leading up to this game, of reading a lot of analysis, uh, quite a few people selecting the Bears to win this game. They feel that the Seahawks are home, season's over, they won't be playing for much. But in fairness, what I've found over the years, you know yourself, with Seattle in at home, no matter what the circumstances, the crowd will be supportive of the team. Pete Carroll will want to win. And you just can't have any faith in the Bears team right now. I mean, we, they struggled on Monday. It was difficult. And... Uh, yeah, Justin Fields is look, he's back and it's probably the right thing for him because they want to see more of him. Caught him, you said it a couple of weeks ago. No matter what the circumstances are, when he's available, he will play because no matter, whether it's two games, three games, they want to see what they have. And uh, but for me, I think he'll struggle against the Seahawks team that Metcalf hasn't had a big game recently. I think it's the kind of game that would sue him. And if Lockett comes back to you know, they'll have more than enough for them to win this game. So for me, it's Seattle. I think I think Home Alone came out in 1990, and it's terrifying to think that that's 31 years old at this stage, that movie. But this reminds me of Kevin McAllister sitting in his house, cocking his shotgun and suddenly going, this is it, don't get scared now. Because the Seattle Seahawks are at home, they're not alone with the 12th man, and they've definitely nothing to be scared of with this Bears team visiting. Have the Seahawks been performing to the standards and levels they expect? Absolutely not. Have they got flaws as a team? Absolutely. Do I think they have more than enough to handle a Bears team that is getting progressively worse as the season goes on, which in itself is a big enough indictment on the complete ineptitude of its coaching team? Um, Yes, I think the Seahawks have enough. I think the Bears deserve better as a franchise. I think Justin Fields deserves better as a player. And there's a number of players that deserve better than what the, you know, Hale and Pace would be closer to what they've been delivering than Nagy and Pace. Um, it's a comedy act. And unfortunately, no one's laughing in Chicago. Um, 
I really enjoyed my time in Chicago at the weekend. Um, a fun, fun fact column. I am now 0-6 in, in America for home teams playing. Maybe that's a fact we could start going on this. <laughs> Excuse me, but I'm laughing that much already. But that I was considering do I go to the the press box for or sorry, the press room for the winning team, the Vikings, or do I go for the Bears? And I thought, you know what, Jesus, let, let's go see Nagy, the great crack. The same because when it, when Nagy flew the flag, everyone's like, "Yeah, it's like WWE." Crap. I thought he was going to get rejected from the game. I genuinely did. And Colin, you mentioned the bar stool. Apparently, it was Big Cat from Bar Stool shouted that. That's the rumor going around. But somebody else shouted, "And I'll finish that sentence." And it was clear, like we heard it over the referee, like at the very end. And this happened three or four times during the game. So the fans were going crazy. The thing is, though, they're playing a team that's five and nine. The Seahawks are not special. And genuinely, if Justin Fields can turn it on, and, and when I say turn it on, I mean run the ball a bit, get the ball off to Cole Komet, get a run game with Montgomery in some point, because Seattle haven't been anything special this year. Arguably, you know, will Pete Carr and Russell Wilson be there next season? That's a whole discussion point. I, I don't know if they will win this game. That's the reason that I'm going to take the upset for the crack and pick Justin Fields. And the Chicago Bears. And um, am I serious, boys? Do I really think they're going to win? Well, I'll tell you why. I do. Yeah, yeah that's a new one. We've got little John in there as well. Uh, I think, boys, I, I actually genuinely think the Bears are going to win this game. It's like that end of the season. Meh. Bears. Fields has a field day. There you go. There you go, Bears. That's the first time I have picked the Bears this season. I actually had to find that big graphic. I don't think anybody's picked the Bears all season, so there you go. Um, I think Lil John's a Falcons fan, actually, so he knows about pain and suffering, Michael. But um, that's that's certainly not a pick I expected. I don't think anybody expected. It happened. The Seahawks have been up and down like a yo-yo. Okay, if DK Metcalf gets it on, happy days. No. Five and nine football team? Mark. Kessie, Pittsburgh, Mark, I think you want to start us off here because you have to go wrap some presents. I, I do. I've got to make sure um, I put up the sign up on the, the chimney and do all that jazz. So uh, I, I will uh, take care of Christmas endeavours and leave you gents to finish off the last few games. And apologies, I have to love you and leave you so soon. I've also probably run out of Christmas reference, movie references. Um, who's kidding? I probably have to turn more, but uh, I will. I tell you what, the... seriously, though, sh- just uh, just shout for this game, and we'll put up so this. No, game no, I will. So, I mean, on this game, it's it's a fascinating game, of course, because you know Mike Tom a few times and everything just keeps on trucking, keeps on coaching some amazing performances out of a team that has been suffering with injuries, has looked dysfunctional at times, and certainly has an offense that is. Um, bordering on incompetence at times it would almost seem like but still what have they done in recent times oh they've only beaten the ravens and then beaten the titans they have continued to pull out results when they are least expected however this week they're going up against one of the hottest teams in football do the chiefs have flaws absolutely we have not seen the offensive juggernaut that we've seen in times gone by but that defense has been playing ball and certainly when I consider the struggles on the Steelers offense going up against that defense, I think that causes more than enough fear 
and Patrick Mahomes and the offense will put up enough points. They might not be impressive. They might not be de demonstrative because, of course, they're going up a very solid Steelers defense. But for me, I'm taking the Chiefs in this game. Wish you, gents, and all our viewers a Merry Christmas. Merry right, Christmas, Mark. See you soon, Mark. <clears throat> there you go. That was a very, uh, a very raspy see you soon, Brad. Uh, who have you got calling this game? Um, this is the game. I mean, we talked about the struggles that Matt Nagy has had. Well, these two head coaches uh, have uh, phenomenal records uh, when you consider Andy Reid is nearly coming up. This is his 399th game, um, I believe, in the in the league, um, and he's um, won uh, well above half of those, which is uh, quite quite some record and uh tomlin um has even more than uh as as a winning percentage is even more than andy reed uh but it's like marcus said um the steelers have relied on uh, mike tomlin magic and uh, tj watt and their their defense it has not been um on the the offense and i think that they are are going to make life difficult for the Chiefs, but I think just like the the many teams, you're going into Arrowhead, you're gonna you're gonna struggle to to score points. So even if you slow the Chiefs, and I imagine Mike Tomlin will not do what the Raiders did, um, and will be sensible enough to play the the too high uh, you to slow Mahomes. I still think that this Chiefs team are absolutely rolling at the at the moment they're just finding ways to to win um some weeks it's the the run some weeks it's um hill some weeks it's kelsey um they no matter who it is they seem to to find a, a way uh, they have chris jones back they may get others back i think that it will be a tight game but i'm going with the chiefs the first seven weeks of the season the defense of the chiefs was given up an average of 29 points since then 13 points per game Steelers offense hasn't been consistent throughout the season you know last week they struggled they got over the line predominantly because of the defense the week before when they were struggling in minnesota they still racked up some amount of points but you wonder how much that was given up because of i wouldn't call it garbage time scores but i mean the vikings had that game one or 20 29 ended up with six minutes to go so you can't really honestly hang your hat on the Steelers offense you know if you're looking at an offense that was going in that was really explosive throughout the season Right, they're going to give the Chiefs a big test. And for the Chiefs' offense, whilst they've averaged 41 points the past two games, I'm still not sure how good that was because the Chargers last week, I thought, defensively weren't great. And the previous week, it was the Raiders, and the Raiders just haven't corrected anything from the first time round. So, you know, let's see how they get on this weekend. I guess a, a Cedars defense, which we touched on earlier in the week, and Colin said as well, you know, they fought their way to a win against the Titans. Still think the Chiefs will have more than enough, though. That's the problem. You know, you're you're asking the Steelers probably to put up 27, 20 points potentially to win this game. And it's not, I can't see it. So for me, I think the Chiefs are really putting themselves in a prime position now to get that number one seed. You know, judging by what they've got left in the season in terms of games, it looks like they're going to win this game and go on potentially to get the number one seed. I've only got one thing to say in this game, and it kills me as a Broncos fan. Hey, how about those Chiefs? Doesn't matter about COVID. As long as Mahomes there, he'd be grand. He'll hand it off. He'll throw the ball to some fourth-rated wide receiver. They'll win the game. 
Um, the Chiefs will win this game for me. They'll win the West. Great. You just look at Big Ben, and like we spoke about him, we probably speak about him come the offseason, you know, and whether he's going to stay on and whether he's going to retire or whether the, the Steelers are going to make that difficult decision to move on from. Yeah, it's like Mickey was... Hart, Brian, and Sharon. Mickey, it's time. I find it difficult to see. Is Chris Jones back in this game, Colin? Yeah. yeah. So he's got Chris Jones, he's got Frank Clark going at him. He's not the most mobile of quarterbacks. And he's got safeties coming on blitz. It looks like the one thing we can say, Brian, is there there is a lot of wide like from the last time I seen. There's a lot of offensive players like wide receivers out, like even like Greg Dieter, the third or fourth string is out. Um, I'm not sure Colin's Kelsey out. Do you know? Uh, there is talk that Kelsey is likely back for for this game. Um, I don't, I haven't seen it confirm confirm, but I believe that Kelsey will likely play. Yeah, sorry, that's a fair point, Michael. We haven't touched on the fact that they've been, you know, riddled this week with the COVID situation. Maybe they won't have all the full starters, but... It hasn't really been... happened in the last few days. It happened whenever I was leaving the States. There was all, like, all the hoopla, like, all Kansas City. Nothing's happened since. So it's... Uh, they like... cleaned, seem to have cleaned up. They haven't had very many cases confirmed since then. Since Wednesday, they seem to have, you know, whatever they've done in terms of the protocols, it seems to have worked. So, look, it's a difficult one for the Staters to go in there and win that. Be a big ask. They were to win it, puts them certainly in a situation where they could potentially push on and look for a wild card. But yeah, it's, it's a big one. It could be the last hurrah for many, many, many. Uh, yeah, I, I, it, it is very much like the Mickey Horse situation for me. So long. Thank you very much. Yeah, just just on Kelsey, uh, no symptoms, still on the list, but likely to play is the latest. Do you know if he says it positive? Um, he 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 he. I believe he. I don't know. I don't know if he tested positive or not. I know he was added to the list on Monday. Um, Close contact, but, uh, right, Close contact. right now. Yeah. Um, as of today, he has no symptoms. Close contact. He had to have no symptoms and passed three tests. So I think he's well. We, we we seen last year whenever it was the Chad Haney came in for Cleveland for against Cleveland. I mean, does it really matter anymore? Players, like, I'm joking, but obviously, I, I think it does with that offense because it hasn't been hasn't played well this season. I don't think they're, you know, I don't think if he was to come in there, it would be the most fruitful of situations. But that'll probably be further down the line in the playoffs. You know, where it would impact, but I don't think yes. it would impact them in this game. Uh, it would be interesting. I, I I don't want to say this game too long, but if they did if they did lose this game against the Cedars, the, the Chargers have got a very favorable, very in my opinion, a very favorable running. They have, and they've got a very good game on Sunday there. Uh, Broncos going to Vegas in AFC West. Um, both teams call them seven and seven. We had a wee discussion about this earlier on in the day. Um, what's your thoughts going into this game? Genuinely, you know, what's your yeah, thoughts? no, we were on uh, opposite sides of the fence um, on this. I This is two teams who um, have all, all sorts of um, issues, I think. But when you consider that the, the Broncos have had so much stability and their record is seven and seven and the raiders have had all sorts of instability for um all sorts of horrific reasons um and they're seven and seven that's quite telling but um the raiders started off the season so well Derek carr had nearly 1200 yards um in the first three games in the past uh three games he's struggled he hasn't gone above 300 in any of them and vegas is um offensive uh, ranking since week nine um per the turnover rate 31st the touchdown rate 29th first down rate 20th 
Um, so this is an offense that is really struggling. They're really, really struggling. Uh, and for that reason, I think an offense that's struggling going up against uh, a Broncos team where the head coach just acts as a defensive coordinator and kind of seems to forget about the rest of it, but a very good defensive coordinator. I think that they, the Broncos will um, hold the, the Chiefs. And I think this will be a game where the Broncos win um, probably 15 14 and um there'll be the debate and discussion as to whether Vic Fangio should be given another year to get a, a quarterback this isn't going to be a classic but I think the the Raiders offense is just such a mess at the moment Javante Williams um I would expect Drew Locke is going to play um so I'd expect you will see the Broncos run the ball a lot this weekend eight games a season the Broncos have held teams with 17 points or less I agree with Colin that sort of things I can see it them doing the similar similar scenario on, in this game but it's, it's the Drew Locke situation for me I'm now fighting him like last weekend he comes in he throws that touchdown he's on a crest of a wave and then he does that incredible fumble let's be honest it was terrible and like on Monday night the Raiders defense played well and the way I look at it they played well against a, a quarterback that struggled you know when he was at 49 and obviously he used to torturing for the Browns now they kept him in they lost you know the Browns lost the game 16 14 and the Raiders held that Browns team to 14 points. And it wasn't a great offense to against. So I could see a scenario where Locke would struggle. And I see, look, I think it's similar enough to the way Colin, you know, foresees a low-scoring game, someone coming out at the right end of a late field goal. And I'm going to side with the Raiders because I still think Derek Hart, despite his inconsistencies, he's lost to 17 teams who've only had seven wins. So we've had seven wins or more in a season. I... I'll side with the Raiders. I'm not convinced. I can see an argument as to why the Broncos will win as well. I just find I just think Derek Carr. If you're asking which quarterback I trust us by Derek Carr's inconsistencies this year, I think the Raiders will find a way to get get it done. But even at home this year, they've struggled. They seem to do better on, on their road at times. Just about Raiders low scoring game. But I can see other. I can put up arguments as to why the Broncos will win. Mark is going with the Raiders. Um, I like the Raiders in this game. Pains me to say, I, I, I don't see how Drew Locke's going to go to Vegas and put the points up that he needs to. Vegas, albeit apart from that Bengals game, are putting up points somehow each game in Vegas. Uh, I'm saying Vegas because I don't like the Raiders. I don't like to say the word the Raiders. But uh, when you have Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr there, um, I think they will score over 21 points in the game, which means the Broncos won't. I, I can't see how Drew Locke's going to do that. Even if he does hand it off to Javante Williams, eventually that will be found out in the game. Um, and I think if this Broncos team goes to seven and eight, then that that has to be it for for, for Vic Fangio. That that's not acceptable. He's had three years in the job. Um, but then again, if they win, there may be a lick of a chance. But you're relying on the Chargers to lose a lot. One of the last two, you're relying on the Chiefs to mess up. It's not going to happen. Uh, and it pains me to say it, but I'm I'm, I'm picking the reader. I think the only way Fangio will hang on is if he finishes with a winning record. And if they were to lose this game, they would, if correct me if I'm wrong, they would have to be the Chargers and the Chiefs to finish nine and nine and eight. Yeah. That's realistically, that's a big ask, you know. Yeah, even if they were to go split those games, you're still finishing eight and nine. And that kind of cements the situation, which Colin and yourselves, in fairness, have called out time and time again that unless he's getting them released a wildcard game, the likelihood is he wouldn't be back. But Again, as you said, you made the point if they were to win this game and 
somehow the stadiums were to beat the Chiefs, all of a sudden it's very much back in the melting pot, you know. So in terms of who wins the division and other games we played, but it's a big ask at this stage, this, this stage I think. Last week was a crucial game. We touched on last week, two, seven, six teams at the time. One of them was going to come out in six. I had to be the, for the Broncos to make that push. I had to be that game. The next game is the Washington football team against the Cowboys. Who have you got, boys? Come, who have you got? I think the, the Washington football team just have been, again, decimated by injuries. COVID has hit hard. And whilst the Cowboys have all sorts of struggles on on offense and you know zeke is is really you know really looking limited uh currently dak just hasn't got it going um since since uh coming back in uh, the the defense has just played kind of so well and washington can make it gamey they they hang around in games even when they haven't played particularly well um, so I get. I think they'll make life very difficult for the Cowboys. But I'm going to say that at uh, when it's in Jerry's world, that the Cowboys will have enough to overcome uh, a Washington team that is really, really badly hit by uh, injuries and COVID. And even if they're getting guys back, they won't have practice. It's just a, a difficult situation. We see in all divisions where a team goes on the road in the divisional game, wins, and then they lose the home game. But when the teams play each other two of the three weeks, and what I mean by that is only a fortnight ago, the, the Cowboys played in Washington, and two weeks later they're playing the same team. 72% of the 72% turnaround rate where the team wins both games. It's very hard to see how Washington can struggle last week in terms of going and playing on a Tuesday, players out, and then having to be ready to play a Cowboys team and try capture what happened two weeks ago in a quick turnaround like that. So for me, Sunday night football, Cowboys be well up for it. The division is over, by the way. They have the division won. People were saying, is it over? It is over. They're confirmed as champions of the division. It's more so now about a run for, run for the second seed, which kind of works out in a way because I said uh, three or four weeks ago, my only concern for the Cowboys would be if they were to win the division so early leading into the end of the season, which you could say they have done. Will they have much to play for? Well, they've got a second seed to play for now and that will give them a home game and potentially another home game. So, Cowboys will know that this is a big one and they'll go and win this game. Absolutely. I'm taking the Cowboys in this game. Um, I'm I'm not taking the Washington football team in, in any way whatsoever here. I can't see how they're going to win the game. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Uh, and let's look ahead to the last game here. We got the Saints and the Dolphins on Monday Night Football. Who you got, Colin? Well, this is a game where the Saints are now um, on their fourth QB of the season which is um, quite, quite something when, when you consider that. Uh, but if there's anyone who can make magic happen, it's Sean Payton. I mean, what they, the, the whole Brady scoreless, the defense was um, ferocious. It really was. And this is going to be a really, really interesting defensive battle. I mean, this is, um, you know, destruction derby meets chess because, this we Flores, Peyton, both of those defenses going up um, against one another. It's going to be a great test for Tua to see where he is going up against this um, defense. Given the situation, I, the Dolphins should win it, but I just think that there's something about this Saints team this year that doesn't make any sense. 
They should have lost to the Packers um, in the opening week, and they didn't. They should have. Uh, there's no way they should have beaten the Bucks at 9-0. They should lose this game, but I'm going to back them to win. You could probably say they shouldn't have won the uh, the first time around. Um, I know it's in there as Saints, Michael, but um, no, I'm going with the Dolphins. Um, obviously, the news today that Ian Buck is going to be the quarterback coming out now today in fourth round pick, you know, because of the COVID situation. I find it hard to see how, whatever about a rookie starting, having had a week to prepare, he's only had three, he's going to have three days. Okay, he's fortunate the game's on Monday night. So the Dolphins, let's not forget the Dolphins are going for six, was it six in a row, seven in a row? And um, I would have been with the Saints, but this is a big game changer for me. I think the Dolphins will win. It'll be the first time they've beaten them since 2005, but I believe the Dolphins will win. So you can amend those graphics in your own time. Dolphins for me. Absolutely. I'm I'm taking the Dolphins as well, boys. I think that's us for now. Uh, boys, I want to thank you all for coming on. Merry Christmas. Not like, not like Hannah. It's been, it's been a great year. Looking forward to next season, or sorry, just to the rest of the season as well. And appreciate you all. Hope you have a lovely Christmas, everyone watching. Thank you so much as well. That's every game, Brian. Back, Colin, second of January. Yeah, yeah for now, first back the back the night the night of the the first. Uh, obviously, look, there's the uh, LT uh, interview. Brian might say a couple of words on that. But yeah, happy Christmas, everyone. Hope Santi is good. Enjoy the the festivities. Enjoy the the football. And uh, we will look forward to uh, talking to everyone in 2022. When I reached out and told Colin we were getting LT on, he jumped to conclusion. He thought it was Lawrence Taylor. I unfortunately had to break the news to me. It was, in fact, Lawrence Tynes. But for me, Lawrence Tynes is one of the greatest. Kick two game-winning field goals in overtime. It doesn't matter whether you're a Giants fan in the NFL, wherever you support, it was a really enjoyable interview. He's originally from Scotland. He's a big Celtic fan. He nearly signed for Rangers. Until his family took him over to the America. And of course, he ended up playing for the red and blue, but he won two Super Bowls. Listen, great interview. Thanks for everybody for all your support during the year. Many more episodes ahead. Um, happy Christmas, guys. And we'll see you all next week on New Year's Day. Monday night, 10 o'clock, Lawrence Times. Don't miss it. Can't wait to see Brian's face. Have him watch the back. See you then. Have a lovely Christmas, lads. See you later. Happy Christmas.